This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. I had a couple who came to me recently, and they just got into a big fight. The husband tells his wife, you know, could you t- take care of something? I forgot what it was. Could you go to the cleaners, maybe pick up my cleaners? Or he says, could you take care of the car and the oil needs to be changed? He asked her to do something many times. And his wife, like me, probably was not paying too much attention. And it didn't happen. And he got very upset. And he said to me the following words. He said, this is like the 10th time that I asked her to do it. And and she just didn't listen to me. She didn't listen to me. I'm very upset. And then he said the kicker. He said, don't I have a right to be upset? Don't I have a right to be upset? Don't I have a right to be mad at my wife? Because I asked her 10 times to do this. And it was not done. So he wants to know, do I have a right to be upset at my wife? So, one of my favorite svarim, Leva Leo, Ravel Yilapian, he addresses this concept. And he says that it says in Parashas Matais that Klai Yisrael is sent out, Pinchas leads them, they go out to war with Midian. And when they come back from the war, Moshe comes out and he sees that they had kept captives that Moshe had told them that they should be destroyed. And Moshe doesn't like this. And the Pesach says, Moshe came out to the generals and he got upset at them. And he said, I don't understand something. Didn't I tell you that you were supposed to destroy everybody? And he starts giving them rebuke. And a few seconds later, the Pasuk says, By Yomer, Elazar, Hakayan, Anche, Yatzava, Elazar gets up and he addresses the members of the assembly, the people who are there. And he says to them, And he gives them a command and he says, This is what Hashem commanded Misha. And Chazal say, Call Adam Shekayes. Anyone who gets upset, if he's a Chacham, he loses Chachma. And if he's a Navi, he loses his nevuah. How do we know this? So it says, we know this from Maisha, who lost his chachma, and from Elisha, who lost his nevuah. Now, I want to address these two episodes. Where do we know this from Maisha? Because the story here just said that Maisha came and he got upset. And right away afterwards, we needed a lazar to come and say, this is the halacha, not that Hashem told me a lazar, but that he told Maisha. Oh, so then why didn't Maisha say this? Because Maisha forgot it. Why did he forget it? Because he got upset. And what's the story of Elisha? So the story of Elisha, if you look in Malachim Bays, the story goes is that there's three kings fighting a war. And one of those kings is Yehoram ben Achav. And Yehoram ben, ben Achav is a bad king. He's one of the kings in Klai Yisrael. And he's an evil king. He's an evil, he's an evil king just like his father. And they leave a battle, they're going out to fight. And when they get to the battlefield, they realize that there's no water over here. They have thousands of people ready to go to war. They don't know if they're going to be victorious, not be victorious. And they're standing there and they realize that there's no water for all of these people. And he realizes at crunch time that if they don't have water, forget the war, all of his people are going to die. And they're sitting there, and these three kings, Yahishaphat and Yehoram, are having a conversation. And they realize 
we are in a tight spot right now. We don't have water for our troops. So one of them says to the other, hey, let's go find somebody who could give us some guidance over here. And they seek out Elisha and they find Elisha. And they come to Elisha and they say to him, okay, Elisha, we have a big problem for you. Is that we have thousands of people, we launched a war, we don't have any water and we don't know what we should be doing right now. And it's brought down that Elisha does not like speaking to these people. He doesn't like speaking to Yehiram specific, specifically. Why not? Because Yehiram is an Ovid Avedazara. And he says to him, By Yomer Elisha, by Yomer Elisha, Elisha says to them, Chai Hashem Tzavachai Sashar Amati Lufanov, Ki Lulei Pnei Yashaf Ad Melech Yehuda, Ani Noisei, Im Abed Eilecha Ve'imerecha. If it would not be for the face of Yehoshaphat, who I like, you, Yehoram, I want to have nothing to do with you. So he chastises him and he says, listen, I'm really not interested in talking to you whatsoever. And they say to him, you know what? You're right. You might be right. But we have a problem here. We have thousands of people who are going to die because they need water. And Elisha chastises them and says, look, you're an Ovid of a desert. I just don't want to have anything to do with you. And they say, you know what? You're right. You're right. But you know what? There's thousands of people who may die because you are standing on principle. And Elisha says a very famous line, which then became a song. He says, Bring me a menagin. Bring me somebody who can play music. So only once they brought the person to calm him down. From his anger, they were playing music. And he said, okay, now I have my nevuah back. And then the fascinating story continues that he said, don't you worry about it. Tomorrow you're going to go out and the whole valley where you're standing will be covered in water. Your troops will be able to drink. And that is what happened. They went out. The whole valley was flooded with water. They were able to drink. It was an open miracle. And then they went out. They fought the war and they were, they were victorious. So the Medrash is saying here, the Gemaras are talking about this, that getting angry, you might be right. But there's a consequence. You might be right. I told her ten times, go get my cleaners. Please get my cleaners. We have a wedding tonight. I need my cleaners. You come home from work, the cleaners are closed, and you get upset. And you say, don't I have a right? Don't I have a right to get upset? I told her ten times she should go take care of the cleaners. And she didn't. Don't I have a right to get upset? And he says, Who was Moshe Rabbeinu? Loi kam navi kamaisha. Moshe was an unav mikol adam. Moshe went up to Shemayim for 40 days and 40 nights and spoke to Hashem. And Moshe was getting upset about what? The fact that they disregarded the tzivoy Hashem. Hashem said, kill everybody out. You didn't kill everybody out. And he goes out to the front lines and he says to the generals, you messed up. He was right. Who was Moshe? He was the greatest person to ever live. What was he complaining about? What was he upset about? They went against the Tzivah Hashem. He was right. You know what? You're right. But you're wrong. You're right. But you're wrong. Why are you wrong? Because Kas causes you to lose Chachma. Let's go to Elisha. Who is Elisha? It's brought down that Elisha was on such a high level that when people would stare at him, they would die. 
he was such an ish kaddish that he that people would stare at him; they would die. It's brought down that to get to the level that Elisha got to, you have to go from level to level, working on every single one of your midas. It's not that you learned shmiras halashin for two minutes a day and now, woo, I got nevuah. It's going through every single one of the, the midas, breaking them down and being completely in control of yourself to get to the level that Elisha got to. And he got there. And then he lost it. Why did he lose that? You know why? Because he got upset. But wait a minute, I was right. I was right. You, I don't want to talk to you. You're an Ivan Avay You're one of the worst kings in history. You are You make people sin. You know what? You're right. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Because the Metzius is the actual way that the Bria works is that when you get upset, Im you lose your Chachma. Im Navihu, you lose your Nevoah. That's how it works. You could be right, but you're dead wrong. And Rav Eli Lapian says, he says, could you just imagine? And it's almost like a joke the way he says it. But it's so, it's not funny, it's so sad. He says, Maisha Rabbeinu had a lot of Chachma. He was the smartest person in the world. Maisha Kibotayim Sinai, and then everything started going downhill. Maisha himself, he, he got so much Torah, he has so much Chachma, right? He says Maisha could afford to lose a little bit. He forgot a halacha. It was a terrible thing. But he says, let's go back to today, 2016. You're standing, you get upset at your wife and you forget something. How much do you know that it's worth it for you to forget something? That's what Revelia Lafayette says. It's unbelievable. How much do you know that you could go out and gamble with your chachma? Forget Navua, because we're not holding there. How much could you gamble? How much do you know? You, you made a see in Mashaz? You, you went through Rishonim and Achreinim and the Paiskim? Like, like where, where are you holding that you could say, you know what? I could give this one up. That is not a big deal. Says he says, he was talking to a certain Chacham and he said to the Chacham, if what I'm saying is correct, then we're all living on Maisei Nisim because we have no Chachma to begin with. This is Revelia Lapian talking, mind you. And, we get upset so many times that like this is all a nace that we're existing in. And he says, of course, Hashem is medaktik by tzaddikim, kechud asaira. Hashem is medaktik much more by tzaddikim than he is by us. Granted, you're going to take the risk. I'm saying, how much do you have ready that you're going to sit there and say, eh, not a big deal. If I forget, uh, Baba Kama, it's not such a big deal. Baba Matiya could go also, fine, take Sanhedrin. How, you cracked your head over that for how many years to, to understand the Gemara, to really understand Taisus, to know what's going on over there. You could take it. It's nothing. We live so much about ourselves that we become mockbid about everything. I don't have my starched shirts. This is the end of the world. Don't I have a right to be upset? I hereby decree that from now on in my home, my spouse shall never forget my shirts again. We get so mad about things. And sometimes... We are right. Sometimes things are very painful. Sometimes you're working on a, on, a, on a report for a year maybe and your kid comes, two years old, doesn't know anything, pulls out the plug and you just kills your hard drive. You just lost a report you're working on for two years. And you say, don't I have a right to get mad? Yeah. Go ahead. What's it going to do for you? 
I have a right. I have a right. I'm allowed to get upset. You know what? You do. You have a right. But that's the stupidest thing you could do. You know why? I'm not saying that. Because it will make you even stupider than you are before you lost your report. There's nothing to do about it. Your child pulled out the plug. They don't know any better. Now, of course, there's times to give toichacha. And there's times that you have to direct your family. And these things should be done out of love and out of simcha and out of a caring, I care about you. And over here in these two episodes, Moshe and Elisha were 100% right. But for some reason, they went a little bit too far. And when you go a little, too, a little bit too far, even though you're 100% right, you end up paying for it. Now, I'm not trying to say, well, now that we said this, okay, now nobody will ever get upset anymore. But what I am saying is that if you're saying I have a right to get upset, that means that you're understanding that I have a right. It's a conscious decision. I am allowed to do this. You're allowed to do this. So why can't you be a little bit of a bigger person and realize I'm allowed to do this, but I am not going to do this. I'm allowed to do whatever I want. I'm allowed to do a lot of things that I want to do. But I'm not going to do it because I'm bigger than that. It's like Lashon Hara. I'm, I'm not allowed to, but it's so hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to work on anger. It's hard to work on Lashon Hara. But when you work on it, you realize that what you get is so much bigger than what you gave. You didn't say something, but now you know what? You feel like a million bucks. I was going to say this, and I didn't say that. Now you got to work on your gaiva. But when you start off, you go, wow, this is amazing. I almost got upset and I did not get upset. That is something that we could work on because we have to realize that this is a choice and this is a bad choice. And I want to tell you something. So often in marriage, people come and you watch the dynamics and they're fighting about this and this and this. And then we say, stop. Let us focus on what you were arguing about. And they say, okay, but she said this. No, 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 no. What were you arguing about? And we strip it all away and we just put the issue on the table. She forgot to get the cleaners. Oh, she forgot to get the cleaners. That's why you decided you have to go back to your parents' house. That's why you decided to punch and break something. The, the, the actual issue are so small. Very often we're not even fighting about anything. It's the reaction, it's the anger that leads to the greater fight. He gets so upset and then she goes, I can't respect him. He's making me crazy. It's the anger that leads to the fight. It's not even the actual thing that you were fighting about. I want to welcome you and introduce you to a website called marriagepro.co where if you go there, you could build your marriage from level to level to level. And until then, Let's, rem- let's remember that the small petty things in life, there's no reason the fight is not worth it. And even when you feel it's worth it, and even when you feel you have a right, I have a right to get upset right now. You know what? You have a right. But that is the wrong decision. And when you're misguided, when you overcome that one time or two times or three times, and you start changing yourself to really working on this, you're going to see that your, your marriage is going to grow, your family is going to respond, and you're going to take the poison out of the ear in your home. And when you do that, that's when you're going to really see Hatzlacha in your life and in your marriage. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.